Austin Matthews is back in the lineup, and the Maple Leafs have another game. This time, it's against the Chicago Blackhawks. Who will come out on top? And what do we have in store for you tonight on the Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs aftermath? Join me, Thomas McGregor, on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches, your, your host, after the game to find out what will we what will we be covering that I can give you at this point in time I will let you know that throughout the end of the show we will talk about the team's next nine games we will only give nine games nine games to everyone in their schedule, the Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We will do a stars of the game instead of a three stars of the game. I'll get that drop ready during the game. We may get some content from players before the post-game interviews part of our show so stay tuned for that we may also hear from the head coaches post-game and we'll probably also get some pre-game reactions as we recap the game as we find out from both teams how they were preparing for tonight's contest. Plus, we've got the return of the dominant goalie performance, which is a segment of which I will pick a goaltender from each side and get my thoughts you about how they performed. Did they perform poorly? Did they perform bad? Did they perform up to our expectations? There's a lot to come on the show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Thomas J. McGregor. That's at Thomas J. McGregor. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Thomas McGregor zero. And be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thomas Sports Hockey 2023. After this quick commercial break and quick introduction, we will get into the action. It is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks post-game show coming up right after this commercial break. And we'll see you at the end of Chicago versus Toronto. Happening now in Toronto, Ontario. Enjoy the game, everybody. I'll see you in the post-game show. Welcome to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches post-game show. Tonight, we're recapping... The Hawks and the Leafs. 
as they go head to head in the first of two meetings. It's the Blackhawks versus the Toronto Maple Leafs of Toronto in Toronto, Ontario. And we get you to the post game show here on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Now, here is your host with the most, Thomas McGregor, on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches studio, bringing you everything from the game puck. The shake of the game, the dominant goalie performance, the game summary, and of course, no post-game shows complete without... That's right. Post-game reactions from the players and coaches. It's on the ice and behind the benches, the post-game show. And we thank you so much for coming in to join us tonight. Now, here you go. It's Thomas McGregor with the studio. Thomas, take us away. The Toronto Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews back in Toronto. This time they play against the Chicago Blackhawks and win five to two. The final score. We've got a great show on for you. For the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. And we've also got a Sports for Beginners studio broadcast of this show. So let's bring in the host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, Scott McGregor. Now, Scott, welcome to Maple Leafs post game, Blackhawks Black and Leafs edition. Before I say anything else, what do you have to say about tonight when? And what is on tap for your broadcast of the Leafs and Blackhawks game? Tell our audience. Well, first of all, we're going to be doing some of the we're going to be doing some of the uh, segments that you have on tap for us. So the three stars shake of the game. Uh, we're gonna hear post game reaction from both sides of the uh, both sides of the ice. All of which are courtesy of your podcast, and we are also gonna do some dominant goalie performances. We're gonna do our traditional game pucks of the game, 
we are going to do the look ahead and we are going to do shake of the game and the three stars of this hockey game so to those of you listening on our on our feed sports for beginners welcome if you heard my six minute introduction i apologize for that uh message i was trying to make it under under at least a couple of minutes instead of three to six minutes or whatever but regardless welcome to you especially if you're a leaf fan or a blackhawks fan we welcome you to the studio and can't wait to hear what's on tap for this show thomas we'll send it back over to you and welcome sports for beginners fans who are listening on the sports for beginners podcast be it is the Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show. Let's start out with the big story. Austin Matthews returns. Before we get into any of what we're doing on the show. And before we talk about the big story. On the show. We will talk about the stars of the game. Got mentioned. The dominant goalie performance of the game we will do the shake of the game we will hear from the coaches the players and we will also do an attendance record the referees the linesmen all that jazz as well as look ahead to the next nine games for both the Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leaf. So we've got a good show packed up for you, but Scott, I want to start the show right off the bat with your thoughts on Austin Matthews' performance and just what you felt it looked like when Austin Matthews made his return after six games, including the All-Star break. Well, well, honestly, I feel like Austin was playing to, you know, win. Like, well, not just win this hockey game, but he's been out for six games. It kind of felt like five games, considering he was good to go for this game. And his his game, his first game back was supposed to be uh, upcoming when the Maple Leafs play host of the Canadiens this Saturday, this Saturday night on and I believe this game will be on Hockey Night in Canada at 7 p.m. Eastern more on that in moments but regardless we all thought that Matthews would return against the Canadiens but unfortunately but interestingly enough 
we get the news that Matthews is available and returns to the lineup. Bursting the Blackhawks. So when I think of that, I think, hmm, okay, so Austin is probably going to want to score a couple of goals maybe today just to get back into the feeling because he's been, you know, out for, as you said, six games, kind of feeling like only five, considering the fact that he returned to the lineup a day earlier than expected. Yeah, it kind of does feel that way. But, I mean, I'm kind of happy that we got to see him. And we also got to see the return of a former goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who you and I and Ali were talking about early on in the season. And you and I talked to Brent Gunning about this also on my podcast as part of our second episode of the first season of On the Ice and Mind the Benches about Peter Morazic, uh, Matt Murray. And we were talking about the goaltending situation. So to have Peter Morazic and Ilya Samsonov face each other on separate ends of the ice, knowing that they were once teammates, one has to wonder if Matt Murray is out till the playoffs, should the Leafs make it there? Where do the Leafs go from here? Like, Matt Murray is out. And we don't know when he plays another game. Will he play one before the season ends? We don't know. Sheldon will probably give us some update tonight on Matt Murray's condition and uh, I don't know there's uh, there's a lot of things going around Matt Murray in Toronto I mean early in the season as I mentioned it was something to do with Well, is he the guy? Yeah, yeah. It was around like, is he the guy? Is he the Toronto Maple Leafs' guy? Is he the guy that the Leafs will turn to for, you know, being behind the pipes 
or beam between the pipes. And it, it kind of seemed that way, but as you as you alluded to, he is now injured, and we don't know exactly when Matt Murray will return. So as you alluded to, I mean, I, I think they found their way over to Ilya Sam Sonoff. And they've also found their way over to other guys in Joseph Wall. And uh, other people able to step it up for for the Leafs when you look at injuries like and actually Matt Murray according to the injuries as I'm looking at him right now on my CBS Sports uh, it is expected that he will be out till at least February the 21st so he will be out for just a few more games. Probably activated on Tuesday next week. If I if I have that correctly, let me just double check here. Yes, it would probably be next week. And Victor Mete is also expected to be out until then. All right. So let's get the whole attendance record and the linesmen and referees out of the way before we get into our game summary. This is our opening segment. Uh, the stars of the game is coming up. But let's get into our attendance. And Scott, let's look at the attendance record. I'm going to share my screen as we're recording this. And I want you to tell everybody just how many people attended tonight's Toronto, Ontario game for Scotiabank Arena. between the Hawks and the Leafs. All righty. Well, fans, this game has officially reached the station in front of 18,882 fans. Let me say that again. 18,882 fans in attendance at Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto, Ontario. And I'll just get this out of the way here to save Thomas the, tra- the trouble here. The referees for this contest, Jake Brinick and Chris Lee are your referees. Jake, I'm so sorry if I pronounced the name wrong. Uh, your linesman for this game, Brandon Galaretti, 
and Shandor Alfonso. Hopefully I got the pronunciation of that name as well. If I did not, I apologize in advance. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Thomas for the summary of this hockey game. All right. Keeping it in touch here. Let's go with our penalty summary first. And since we talked about the summary, we're going to do things a little differently. Instead of going over the game stats right away, we're going to talk about our penalties. First period, clean sheet ice. No need to send people to the box. Second period, four minutes and 19 seconds in, we have a two-minute call for slashing, and it's on Max Domi. Then it's Connor Timmons' time for the Leafs to hit the box at 13 minutes and 08 seconds. His call, two minutes, and it's interference. Max Domi does not have a way of getting out of the box as he gets called again this time in the second period, 18 minutes and 12 seconds in. His call the second time around is tripping. <laughs> Give somebody else a chance in the box. Um, Third period, Connor Timmons makes his way back to the box, but before he can do that, three minutes and 33 seconds in, Connor Murphy gets the blow of a whistle. And his call is tripping. Connor Timmons would then go to the box for a call two minutes and it's a high stick penalty. Before I continue, I'm going to give Scott the, the chance to reveal who the last of the penalty summary went to for Toronto. So Scott, if I kindly ask you to unmute, it, it is time for It is time for it is time for you to reveal to the audience what other Maple Leaf hit the box after Connor Timmons met the box twice. All righty. So the final penalty to look at tonight goes to. Pontes Holmberg. Two minutes for hooking. Once again, Pontes Holmberg. Hopefully I'm pronouncing this name correctly. Two minutes for hooking is the call on Pontes. Holmberg. 
And with that, let's send you back to Thomas. But before we do, I'll clear out the first period summary of this hockey game. So, nine seconds into this game, William Nylander hits the board with his 30th goal of the season at nine seconds into this hockey game. Morgan Riley on the assist, 24th of the 24th assist of the season for Morgan. TJ Brody getting in the mix. Eighth assist of the season for him. And then the former Penguin. Yes, this actually is true. Sam Lafferty did play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But you'll check his stats just to be sure. He grabs his ninth goal of the season and very quickly it's Toronto 1, Chicago 1 at a minute and two seconds into the game 8 minutes and 14 seconds later it's Rasmus Sandin with his fourth goal of the season Rasmus Sandin Fourth goal of the season for Rasmus. And John Tavares picks up his 31st assist of the season. So number 31 of the season for John Tavares. And then right when it is 2-1, Leafs over the Hawks. Austin Matthews quickly makes it Toronto 3. Blackhawks won at 11.21 to go with his 26th goal of the season. But his first coming off of injury with William Nylander getting his 33rd assist of the season on that goal. Rasmus Sandin accumulates for his 14th assist of the season at 11 minutes and 21 seconds. To the second period we go. I'll only say the Blackhawks score in this game. And this is what made it. Maple Leafs 3. Blackhawks 2. Philip Kershev, hopefully I've said this name right, Philip Kershev gets his eighth goal of the season. So sorry, Philip, if I pronounce the name wrong. But 46 seconds into the second period, Philip scores his eighth goal of the season, Max Domi. Accumulating for this assist, and he is going to get his 22nd of the season. His 22nd assist of the season. Jake McCabe, number 15 on the season, in the assist 
for him. And it is Leafs three, Hawks two. And that quickly changes. We'll give Thomas the floor to bring you how this quickly changed with the final two scores to send this game to the score you see above. And the final two scores of the second period, of which would be the nail in the coffin for the Blackhawks, came off of John Tavares, Alexander Kerfoot with the assist, Mitch Marner with 46 assists of the season. Congratulations to him. Austin Matthews gets 29 assists, and William Nylander makes his third assist of the 34 assists, excuse me, of the season on Connor Timmons, who, as we just mentioned, was not just a part of the score sheet, but he was also a part of the penalty box. Speaking of the penalty box, go ahead. Let's give everybody the meat and potatoes on tonight's final tally in the game stats. All righty. All righty. Here we go. So, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, we're going to start on their end. They will finish tonight's game with a total of 42 shots. 42 shots on goal. 25 hits. 29 faceoffs won. They gave the puck away seven times. They took it away 11 times. And they blocked 13 of Chicago's shots. We're going to get to how many shots they had in just a second. But we'll wrap up with the Leafs and say that they did not connect on three chances on the power play. They also spent six minutes in the box. All right, to round this up, your final stats for the Chicago Blackhawks. First, I mentioned 13 of these shots were blocked by Maple Leafs. So they had a total of 29 shots to finish the night. They out hit the Maple Leafs. 42 to 25. Oh boy, they were they were just they were just hitting machines tonight. They did not quite do too well. They did not quite do too well against the Leafs in the face-off circle, but they won 23 
of their face-off. Oh, boy. This was a penalty kill game. <laughs> because just like the Maple Leafs, they spent six minutes in the box. And they did not connect on either of their three opportunities on the power play. They gave the puck away five times, blocked 11 of the Maple Leafs' 42 shots, and they took it away a little bit more than the Maple Leafs did. They have 14 takeaways to the Maple Leafs' 11. There you have it. There are your game stats for this opening segment. And we continue by sending it back over to Thomas with a little bit more on this show. All right, it's almost time for the three stars of tonight's contest to be revealed. But before we do, let's take a look at the action going on After our game had concluded, we have action to look at as I share my screen with the action. And we have a one nothing score with the Red Wings taking the Oilers down in the first period. It's one nothing. Red Wings with just six minutes to go in the first 20. In the second period, after a scoring affair of nothing but goalie saving the puck, it is lightning. Nothing. Coyotes. Nothing. And we've got a penalty. We'll talk about that penalty. As the show rolls on. But the lightning are on the power play right now. Also underway. We have the matchup between. The Avalanche. And the Wild. That game just got going. 11 minutes and 31 seconds. To go in that first period. But getting back to us, it is time for a three-star segment. So, let's not waste any of the three-star segment time and get Straight down to it. After this drop, Scott and I will reveal our segment of, you guessed it, the three stars. Let's get it going. It's time for the three stars of tonight's game. And... Here we go, back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, 
Thomas McGregor. It is the three stars point, and this is where we'll draw the line in the first segment. So, Scott, we'll take turns with this one. Our first star of the game is number 88, William Nylander. One goal, two assists, two plus minus on the ice for 16 minutes and 15 seconds. The second star from the Toronto Maple Leafs is with one goal, one assist, no men no penalty minutes, plus three, and 18 minutes and 33 seconds of total ice time. Rasmus Sandin. And the final person to seek all the glory in the three stars is we mentioned him early in the show he's back and better than ever austin matthews a goal an assist three points 16 minutes and 39 seconds all right scott very quickly if this was to go in the blackhawks favor who stands out to you as a star of the game very quickly give me your three stars from the Blackhawks all right all right quickly I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Sam Lafferty as my third star uh their goaltender Peter Morazic as my second star I feel like he played great Obviously, he didn't play too well, but I feel like he played good enough to be a star. And the other guy I'm going to give some credit to, he didn't score in this game, but I'm going to give some credit to Max Domi. One, one assist in this game, no goals. He was minus one, spent four minutes in the box, two shots, no hits, one block. 1738. Yeah, I feel like he deserves a good showing. So again, that's Max Domi, my first star. Peter Morazic, my second star. And of course, Sam Lafferty, my third star, if it went in the Blackhawks' favor. All right, my first and third second stars. Go to, I'm going to give Ian Mitchell some credit here. He didn't really do very much in the game, but I'm going to give him credit anyways. He had a shot on goal. He had two hits. Was on the ice for 17 minutes and 29 seconds. And he took the puck from the Leafs away once. The second guy I'm going to give a three-star to is Colin Blackwell. 
Minus one, three shots on goal, six, 11 minutes and 36 seconds. And one takeaway. And last but not least, I mean, if he's not going to be a Blackhawk anytime soon, should news broke out that Patrick Kane is no longer a Blackhawk, that's another story for another time. Let's give Patrick Kane some credit here. Minus one, four shots on net, 18 minutes and five seconds, two giveaways. That's unlike him. I thought he might as well take away the puck. All right. Scott, I'm going to give you the chance to bring us into a break before we do my abbreviated version of the stars of the game from the Toronto Maple Leafs side. And then as we come back, we'll do the dominant goalie performance. Maybe here are some post-game reactions. And if there's time, we'll do a shake of the game. So we only have to do the look ahead later on. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Before we go to break, a quick update on the... Red Wings and Oilers. The Red Wings now lead the Oilers 2-0 in the first period. The first goal on the power play from Dylan Larkin. His 21st goal of the season. Not really going to get into who assisted on this goal, but Mortis Cedar puts the... uh, Wings on top, the Oilers 2-0. With his fourth goal of the season, Andrew Kopp is the assister, 23rd assist of the season for him at 17-19 on the backhand. Rob, Robbie Fairby, fifth assist of the season for him, and David Piron. 19th assist of the season for him on the 4 minutes and 17 seconds goal that put the wings on top of the Oilers 1-0 before Mortis Steeder put them on top. 2-0 over the Oilers. That's all I got for you right now. Coming up, we've got the possible shake of the game. We've got the dominant performance of the game coming up. The dominant goalie performance of the game, that is. More of the stars of the game. And we've got game pucks coming up soon as well. We've got some post-game coming up. We've got the look-ahead coming up. And a little later, for Sports for Beginners listeners and On the Ice and Behind the Benches listeners, in case this does air on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, I've got you covered for some news 
about upcoming shows that could be airing on, on the ice and behind the benches. All of that still to come. This is Maple Leafs post game on on the ice and behind the benches and sports for beginners the podcast we'll take a break and come right back talk to you in just a little bit don't miss a moment on the ice and behind the benches the post game show featuring the blackhawks and toronto maple leafs hockey will be back after this Stay with us, Leafs Nation and Blackhawks fans. We'll be right back after this intermission. We'll see you in a moment. Looking for sports content on the Pittsburgh Penguins? Team Bill and Argos, as well as the Blue Jays and the Raptors during NBA basketball season. NFL, CFL, football season, the Blues, baseball season, MLB, and the hockey season, the NHL, then you've come to the right place. Check out Sports for Beginners, the podcast, with me, Scott McGregor, where we talk about everything and anything in the world of sports media and around the team, Pittsburgh Penguins, during hockey. Buffalo Bills and Toronto Argonauts during football season. The Toronto Blue Jays during baseball season. And the Raptors of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors during basketball These guys covered every week. But if you've got any questions or feedback, send us an email at Sports for Beginners Podcast 8231 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast 87. And to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop, please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com. Catch you later, fans. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections.
see how you can show your favorite subscribe by visiting your favorite stores or by watching them online at shop.com. But hurry, because once these deals are gone, they're gone. Keep it here for more of Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs hockey. Now let's get back into the show with Thomas McGregor and look at more on today's great show. Here we go, Thomas. Back to the show. Welcome to our second part of the show. It is the Sports for Beginners podcast. It is the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. It is the Maple Leafs postgame show with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. To kick us off this segment, we are going to send you back over to Thomas for the dominant goalie performance of the game. And then we will move right on into the next couple of segments that we have while we wait for post-game reaction. And as I heard before we were coming back on, we are going to hear a little bit of before the game. So I hope you enjoy a little bit of what the plans were before the game. Thomas, over to you to give us the dominant goalie performance. For tonight's dominant goalie performance, find out who that is on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast as we continue. And welcome back into the show. We are going to get back to the stars of the game in just a few minutes. But first, it's time to roll the show over to the middle segment. And keeping us in tune here with our recorder is Scott for this end. It is the On the Ice and Behind the Benches and Sports for Beginners, Toronto Maple Leafs host game show and as we tackle back into the Toronto Maple Leafs and Blackhawks game 5-2 is the final in favor of Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs it's now time To reveal just who is the dominant goalie performer of the night. And as we get to that, just a reminder of how many shots each goaltender faced. Ilya Samsonov, 29 shots. Of course, he also faced. The 11 of which were blocked and didn't see him. Toronto, on the other hand, shot at Peter Morazic, 
42 times. And 13 of those 42 were blocked. Five of them were goals. So, who was dominating? Let's have a look. But first, Scott, I know this is the dominant goalie performance of the game, but tell everybody who was scratched from both Blackhawk and Leaps. I'd, I'd be glad to. Just give me one moment. I'm going to bring up the score sheet myself on my computer. Because that is how we run things here. We will look at that score sheet. We will bring that to you. Who was scratched in this game? You know what? Actually, just to speed things up here. Oh, actually, never mind. I got it. We've got some news for you coming up in this show a little later. And that will be around some of the shows that we are going to bring to you on this podcast, as well as the Sports for Beginners podcast, including maybe some Penguins content. Okay, to the, to the job at hand. So, scratch this game for the Chicago Blackhawks. Isaac. Philip, Mackenzie, Interwhistle, in, Interwhistle, sorry if I pronounce his name wrong, and Brett Sini, Brett Sini is your next, or is your final scratch there. Your scratch for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the scratches were Jordy Ben, Justin Hall, and way and the former Philadelphia Flyer Wayne Simmons, or as I like to call him, Mister Penalty Kill. Now I know I call Teddy Bluger that, but that's because when the Penguins play, and we have Teddy Bluger on the ice, sometimes. It's not always for goals, but it's also for being on the penalty kill, on the PK for short. So with that being said, there are your scratches for this game. Again, a reminder, they were they are for the for the Leaf, Wayne Simmons, Jordy Ben, and Justin Hall. For the Chicago Blackhawks. The men scratch this game are Isaac Phillips, Mackenzie Interwisso, and Brett Sinini. Back over to Thomas as we bring you back for more of this dominant goalie performance. And again, the stars of the game, we're going to get back to that with the Toronto Maple Leafs in just a moment. But before we get to that, 
we're doing the dominant goalie performance. And we've got the shake of the game, the game pucks of the game coming up as well. So let me say that again. Game pucks of the game are coming up as well as the shake of the game. We've got the look ahead still to come. We've got post-game reaction. And we've got a little bit of pre-game reaction from both sides of the ice or maybe just the Toronto side of the ice. We will see. Let's show you back over to Thomas as we continue on this show. All right, time for the dominant goalie performance. You've waited long enough. It's time for the dominant goalie performance. And no surprise, both goaltenders played a full 60 minutes, well, a 59 and 60 minute game. But even though Toronto won, tonight's dominant goalie performance goes to Peter Morazic of the Chicago Blackhawks. Because I mean, he may have faced more shots than Samson of. But look at how many saves he made compared to him. 37. Yet he still allowed five goals. His save percentage finished tonight. 0.881%. And you already know what I meant when I said minutes. He played the full 60. But hey, Ilya Sam's pulling up your team one, and I'll give you somewhat of a dominant goalie performance. Effort, your save percentage was 931%. You saved 27 shots and was taken 29 shots by the Blackhawks. who managed to get two goals by you. Your dominant goalie performance of the game is Peter Morazic, though. 37 saves, 42 shots, and now... Before we get the drop that says we've come to the end of the dominant goalie performance, let's hear from Toronto Maple Leaf head coach, Sheldon, on his thoughts and plans before this game even got underway. Sheldon, 
you have the floor. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously I mean you anytime you play an egg you want to come back and, and have a, a good effort. But really our focus is more like Friday, less like Saturday. Uh, you know, we did a good job on Friday on the road and it's just important to come back and, and have two periods like we did uh to let the the game get away on us here after taking control of the game in the first period. But yeah, I mean Friday's recipe was pretty good. And I look to get that, get back to that. Just how much you have to be aware, uh, take away his time and space and take away his options. That's that's just really important to me. The vision and the skill and the ability to control a game is better than anybody really in terms of in terms of how game down, speed the game up when it's to find people that's he's an exciting player to watch that way, but uh he's certainly not one we want to watch be able to get on top of the uh, we're trying to get more pucks onto the inside and in some cases it is getting into the goalie uh, and others you know, it, those lanes are clogged because other teams are blocking shots, they're in lanes, whatever it might be, and you still want to accomplish the same thing, and, and using the wall is a way to do that. Obviously, we'd like to, to be direct and get there as quickly as we can, but I think it's that's something we talk about, but I think it's just, you know, it's an option that the, the defensemen know what they have if they are uncomfortable in shooting because lanes are blocked. Yeah, I mean, I think there's growth. I mean, in that one, obviously, it's it's not one that comes in a traditional way that a defenseman would score in terms of shooting from the top. But um, you know, I think if you look at a lot of the power plays in in the NHL these days, there's not a lot of goals that come from the top on the power play. That's just the reality of it. Some teams and some players certainly have the ability to do that, but there's very few, frankly, who have the ability to score from the top player. Like, uh, there's certainly a lot less than used to happen, you know, uh, years and decades ago. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to we'd like to get more pucks, you know, into the net in that spot. And in doing so, I think, you know, the odd one will find its way in, whether it's through traffic or, or directing off something. So that's, that, you know, an overall theme for us is just to really have a an increase in the pace and the consistency in which the puck arrives to the net. So that's players on the ice buying into that. And I think we have seen that uh, for some time now. It so happened that, you know, there's a little bit of improvising the other night with Willie to, to Mitch and then, and then to Morgan. But uh, I think through, through the process of attacking the net consistently, we'll get more of those types of plays that are and then we can you know, improvise on. Your biggest challenge here in the final like five years. Biggest challenge. I I think there's there's a few things there. You know, I think it's you know keeping the keeping the focus on uh, the daily process of improving and having our game ready and not 
looking too far down the road. I mean, we know what we're building towards and working towards, but we need to continue to build and work towards that, not just wait for it to come. Uh, so that's really what it is for me, is just focusing on our daily process. And obviously got away on us the other day, so it was a really good opportunity for us to lean in on the guys and, and teach and, and reinforce uh, you know, what we want to be about as a team. Uh, and then you get another game here tonight. So you know, we, we got a little bit of time here in terms of the schedule. Tony's coming back from the break and played the back back, but there's, you know, it's pretty light uh, schedule here through the week, but then it starts to really heat up uh, for us between, you know, the stretch starting Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, and then, you know, then we're going to be heading out uh, not long after that to a very difficult road trip and things like that. So those kind of things are going to keep us focused and dialed in, and there's going to be, you know, managing the energy levels and stuff of our team, uh, like everybody down the stretch. But uh, to me, it's just to keep the focus on what we can control on a daily basis. That they know uh, they re re it allows you to, both in the fact that there's a little bit of a break in the schedule here, you know, since we, you know, since we played that game, um, allows that in itself allows some time for reflection time for discussions and meetings with individuals and and with the team collectively but our guys felt you know they they felt it the other night too they weren't they weren't happy with it but uh you know we, we'd like to be uh rather than being unhappy after the fact we want to be able to address and fix things all that that's what the teams do um and uh weren't able to do that the other night. So we got a big power play start third period and you thought, okay, we'll be okay here now. And then from there, but just in terms of our individual process, habits, details, all those types of things, when that slips, you know, it's just a good chance to, you know, to get the team uh, refocused and expect that tonight. There you go. There you have it. There is Sheldon Keith. And before we continue to talk, it is time to wrap up the dominant goalie performance of the game. So right after this drop, I'll send it back over to Scott. And we will continue our show. That was tonight's dominant goalie performance. For more on tonight's dominant goalie performance, visit the links provided in the description below now back into the on the ice and behind the benches post game show welcome back into the, the studio here it is the dominant goalie performance of the night that has come and gone so seeing as we have a couple of minutes here we are going to bring you now the shake of the game but before we do that thomas do we still want to do the stars of the game for the maple leafs or do we just want to move over to the shake of the game uh, let's do the stars of the game i'll go first here so my stars of the game for the Toronto maple leafs go as follow i'll make it as quick as we possibly can so that we just have the shake of the game of course the game pucks of the game and uh the look ahead as far as the uh, post game shows go 
So putting it easy on you, I'm gonna give some game pucks of the game for William Nylander as stars of the game. I mean stars of the game. One goal, two assists, two plus minuses, as probably given. Of course, you know why he's on the three stars. Don't have to tell you about that. That's already been talked about. He's got three shots on goal, 16 minutes and 15 seconds on the ice. One giveaway, so that could be a, a little bit of range. My second star of the game goes to Rasmus Sundin. Two takeaways, one giveaway, 21 minutes, 41 seconds. A blocked shot, two hits. One shot on net. Oh, no, excuse me, four shots on net. Three plus minus, one assist, one goal. And there was no block. There was only one hit. 18 minutes and 33 seconds. One giveaway, two takeaways. And finally, we're giving some credit to Morgan Riley here. Number 44 of the Toronto Maple Leafs. One assist, one plus minus, one shot on net, one penalty minute, we know why. Two hits, one block, 21 minutes and 41 seconds, and one takeaway. Those are my three stars of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the game. Scott, your three stars. Honestly, I wouldn't have done it any better than than uh, the way that they turned out today. I would have done Nylander number one. Uh, Matthews maybe number two. And then Morgan Riley number three. But again, I kind of like the way that the stars went about for this game. But uh, I would have only changed Rasmus Sandin and put him with either Morgan Riley as a second star or my third star. Austin Matthews would probably be my second star. And my first star is going to be William Nylander. All right, everybody. We got some time still, so let's bring you the shake of the game. Here we go. The shake of the game is inspired by number 59 of your Pittsburgh Penguins, Jake Gensel and his Milkshake Factory ad. Remember, Pittsburgh Penguins fans, Whenever Jake scores, despite the outcome of the hockey game, 
you receive half of Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory at your local Pittsburgh Penguins at Milkshake Factory dealers the day after the game. Just mention this offer at checkout and keep your eyes on the puck during every Penguins game because when Jake scores next day, you receive half off Jake the Shake at the Milkshake Factory. Now, back to the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. Here is your host, Scott McGregor. That is me. I am the host of the Sports for Beginners podcast. And as we bring you back into the studio, we're going to start with our guest. But actually, he is the man that's controlling this game. I'm controlling the meeting for this moment, but regardless, we're going to start with Thomas. So Thomas, from the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks, you can start wherever you want, but who is one, just one, of your recipients for each team, the Blackhawks and the Maple Leafs, shake of the game who is the recipient worthy of a shake of the game for the toronto maple leafs and the chicago blackhawks give me wherever you would like to start All right. I'm going to start with the Chicago Blackhawks here. And I'm going to give my shake of the game to a guy that I think deserves some credit here. Let's give it to Max Domi, number 13. One assist, one mock. Minus one, two shots on goal, four minutes in the box, one block shot, 17 minutes, 38 seconds on the ice, one giveaway. So a little bit of a game puck pickup there. And my Toronto Maple Leaf star of the game for Shake It Again, because we'll talk about game parts of the game another time. We do have some Toronto Maple Leaf post-game reactions, but we'll get to that. My Toronto Maple Leaf shake of the game, though, does go to number 16, Mitch Marner. One assist, two plus minus, one shot on goal, three hits, 19 minutes, 45 seconds of ice time, one giveaway, two takeaways. Scott? 
now that I've revealed my take of the game from both teams, let's get your take of the game from both teams. All right. Shake of the game recipient from the Toronto Maple Leafs with plus two, no goals, no assists, one shot on goal, no penalty minute, one hit, zero blocks on the ice for 15 minutes and seven seconds. No giveaways and no takeaways. It's number 58, Michael Bunting. For the Chicago Blackhawks, I am going to give my shake of the game to I am going to give it to The former Penguin, Sam Lafferty, one goal, no assist, no plus minus, one shot on goal, no penalty minutes, three, three hits, three hits, as mentioned, no blocks, 17 minutes and 38 seconds. No giveaways and only two takeaways. There you have it. There are my shake of the game recipient. And as we close out this segment, Thomas, I'll throw it back over to you. All right, taking us into a break, we do have some Maple Leaf post game, and I said we were going to hear from the coaches post game. Hope we're going to switch things up and hear from the very first guy that met the media for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that was the man of the hour in Austin Matthews. Let's hear from Austin. Matthews taking us into break. Matthews, your thoughts, please, on tonight's game. Uh, you know, not too bad. I think, uh, you know, obviously the adrenaline kicks in and stuff. And, um, and I think my energy faded a little bit throughout the game, but I think that's kind of to be expected. But for the most part, I felt pretty good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, we played together quite a bit, so I think it's, uh, you know, nothing really changes. I mean, we still want to be hard on pucks and compete uh, and block the puck for each other because, uh, you know, between Mitchie and Billy, they're both so good with the puck, skate extremely well, and obviously uh, pass it extremely well. So, um, you know, I think that mindset never really changes and just trying to get open and, and use each other out there. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job of that from the sports tonight. Uh, I think he's just all over it, and just the consistency factor has been uh, you know, really great to see. Um, you know, he's just all over it every single time. He's moving his speed. It's just been a lot of fun to watch, and, you know, it's a treat to play with him. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's the response we wanted. I mean, I, I think anytime there was a little, uh, you know, lull in our game through throughout this one, or you know, we leaked or slipped a little bit, I thought we got it right back, um, you know, pretty immediately uh, in the next couple of shifts. And um, you know, I think that's the way, obviously, we want it to work. Is you know, there's going to be momentum shifts throughout the game, and just making sure that uh, you know we get it right back as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the replay. Um, from the camera angle right behind uh right behind him just uh unbelievable shot plays but um a really nice screen in front by uh by willie by bunts um and i don't uh, think you really see it but i thought the shot placement was pretty impressive we will take a break and come back. That was Austin Matthews. More to hear from the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up. Timmins, Tavares, Sundin, Nylander. And then it's, you heard him pregame. Now it's time to hear postgame from Sheldon Keith. We'll take a break, though. Coming up, it's game puck. To look ahead. And if we can find, there are still times for Blackhawks to be heard from. If we can't find them, though, we'll just hear from the Leafs. This is On the Ice and Mind the Benches. This is Sports for Beginners. And it is. Maple Leaf and Black Cogs Hockey on Maple Leafs post game. We will talk to you after this. And keep it tuned because right after we are about to wrap up, if you are listening for Sports for Beginners, or if you're a Penguins hockey fan and you love sports for beginners and you love on the ice and behind the benches, then you definitely want to stay tuned because we've got some news for you as to possible shows that could be airing on on the ice and behind the benches. And you will definitely hear them on the Sports for Beginners podcast feed. To learn more about upcoming episodes, Shows and schedules, please visit for Sports for Beginners. HTTPS colon slash slash Sports for Beginners zero dot WordPress dot com. Back in moments as we continue. Don't miss a moment. On the ice and behind the benches, the post-game show featuring the Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs hockey will be back after this. Stay with us, Leafs Nation and Blackhawks fans. We'll be right back after this intermission. We'll see you in a moment. Are you looking for excellent sports content? 
from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com It's a hockey night in your city. It is that time of the year again. It is October, hockey fans. And that means that you can expect some hockey content on the Sports for Beginners podcast. So you're a young hockey fan, but you don't know where to go or what to expect when you're at the arena? Well, we've got you covered. We'll have some good stuff for you on the podcast. So don't miss Sports for Beginners coming to your life with some great hockey content coming soon. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Get ready, get set. It's time to return to the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey and Chicago Blackhawks hockey postgame show on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. Now, let's get back into the studio with... Your host, Thomas McGregor, and his host of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, with you, Scott McGregor. Take it away, gentlemen. I'm just you know, getting a quick goal like that after after Saturday night. A good a good start for you guys. Yeah, um, but uh, when uh, you know we had some breakdowns or, or they they responded, I think uh, you know our response was better. Um, more more on what we want to do and be able to grab the game back and grab momentum. So. Um, much better uh, response that way and playing through it and, and uh, generating our game and being in control and finishing off a good 60. Um, but I think we, we want to build on this and, and, and really build some momentum here and obviously uh, um, keep earning results and be a little more consistent with that. So uh, good effort tonight, but a good couple of days to rest up and refocus and big week ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way the schedule is shaked out. But whoever, whoever it is against, I think we want to build some momentum and be more consistent uh, with our game. I think you focus on playing well, and then you go out there and you're in the results, and, and that starts to snowball. So I think that's definitely where, we, you know, we got to be, you know, focused on and aiming towards one game at a time. But I think, obviously, we want to really start building momentum and, and uh, like I said, you know, playing well, executing our game. And, you know, when we do that, I think uh, more likely than not, we're going to be on the right end of it. And, and uh, you know, that'll, that'll only build confidence, like I said, momentum and, and uh, the strength and the identity of the team and the group and uh, where we want to get to and how we continue to build uh, as the season continues on here. Alex, sort of, let's play a goal to set it up, but you make it a bit uh, 
but yeah, I think you know playing with you know I think everyone enjoys playing with Kerb just because the, the you know the versatility, uh, his uh, his ability to kind of slot into so many different roles and play different way. But you know using his speed and and uh, his hockey sense, um, you know I think is such a, such a good threat. I, I know for me, but certainly uh, with me and Mitch, uh, just being able to uh, create time and space and, and continue to up our pace uh, uh, in all areas of the game. Uh, and on the play, I thought he just used his body extremely well to protect the puck and, and find me there and recognize that uh, uh, I obviously had an open net. So uh, great play to him, by him. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Matthew's pretty good. So, uh, you know, it's obviously a, a huge boost to get him back. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the goal was uh, just unbelievable the way he picks the corner. And, uh, you know, maybe even more impressive is, uh, you know, the way he – uh, the whole sequence there, the way he sets up to me, just, uh, you know, the way he strips uh, the defenseman there and buys time and draws people to him and uh, allows Timmy to slide to the middle and really, uh, you know, gives it to him at the right time to get a shot off. And, and just his awareness. And obviously, I think, you know, on the takeaway, just the body control and the timing and how he does everything in one motion is is extremely impressive. It's, it's just really hard to do. And, um, you know, when he comes in, you just see the impact and uh, he can make on the game. Um, and, and, you know, how it just makes us that much deeper of a team and that much better of a team. So, obviously, great to have him back. Did you make money to see Willie, especially last game? What do you see? Yeah, I just see him always just on the front foot, just always uh, being aggressive and, and using his speed and his strength uh, and putting the opponent on their heels. And, um, you know, he's just making it happen. I, I think uh, uh, he's just being aggressive that way and knowing uh, just uh, what a threat he is. And, and he continues to be such a good dual threat, um, incredible poise on the goal. And obviously just reading, uh, getting to the middle and obviously using his speed and, and how he just uh, gets around the goalie and, and just uses his poise to uh you know, uh, draw him out, put him down, and then just a little bit of touch just to bank it off him. That's uh, just the sweet hands that he has. Morning, that championship game. Come out with that great start. Yeah, I think just uh, continue to focus on, on uh, you know, playing our game um, and not getting caught up in, in something not going our way. But, uh, uh, you know, sticking to, to the way we have to play for a full 60 minutes, and, and we do that and execute well. Um, you know, take away will you know what they do well, or just not give them any free looks. Uh, I think over the course of sixty minutes, we believe our game will will uh, uh, you know put us on the right end of it. So, which which I thought it did, and then we did a good job. John Tavares is heard from, spoken to. We've got Connor Timmins, Sandine. Nylander, and of course the head coach, Sheldon Keith. But before we do that, Scott, let's look at game puck of the game. So, you want to be so kind as to lead us off here with the game pucks as we move closer to our final part of the show where we do the look ahead for both teams. And a reminder on the Sports for Beginners podcast, we do two recipients for each team of the game, pucks of the game. So again, on Sports for Beginners, we do two recipients for each team 
four game pucks of the game. We're going to start with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the first one for me is going to go to the man of the hour, Austin Matthews. As Thomas mentioned, some of Matthews' stats. But as I mentioned earlier, his 26th goal of the season comes tonight as his first goal since his return to the lineup. I should say in his return to the lineup. Because not only did he have a goal, but he also had a assist in this game. Second, secondly, second guy who is going on the Maple Leafs game puck recipient. That will have to be the goaltender, Ilya Samsonov. So, Ilya, despite the win, you played well enough to backstop the Blackhawks to win. And that's all that matters. But my goodness, did you face a number of shots? Like an absolute number of shots. I mean, you didn't face as much. You didn't face as much as Peter Morazic did. You only faced 29 shots. But you did face 42 shots. And my goodness, I mean, oh, sorry. 42 shots for Peter Morazic was faced. And you faced 29. So, my goodness, I mean, I'm going to give you a game puck of the game for the Maple Leafs. And I'm also going to give Austin Matthews, the man of the hour, a game puck as well. For the Chicago Blackhawks, the first person that is going to receive a game puck of the game is Max Domi. And next up is the man that Thomas has talked a little bit about over the course of this show. And that is Patrick Kane. Again, Patrick Kane is who I'm talking about. Now, Patrick did play in this game. Well, actually, maybe he did. Uh, uh, no, he did play. He did play. He didn't actually have a lot to talk about. But I feel like just for a game pickup, a game puck pickup, he deserves to be recognized. Again, Sam Lafferty, the former Penguin, is one of my recipients for the Chicago Blackhawks. 
The second recipient is Patrick Kane. And the recipients for the Toronto Maple Leafs for Game Pucks of the Game are Austin Matthews and Ilya Samsonov. Thomas, start wherever you would like, but who are your two Game Puck of the Game recipients for the Chicago Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Start wherever you would like. You mentioned him already. My first game of the puck of the game goes to in the Chicago Blackhawks. You mentioned him already. I've mentioned him countless times. I got to give it to Mac Domi. One assist, minus one, two shots on goal, four penalty minutes. One block, 17 minutes, 38 seconds. One giveaway, we, we basically talked about those shots. He gets my game puck of the game. For the Maple Leafs, I'm going to switch it up, though. The game puck of the game. I, I almost forgot about Zach Aston Reese, the former Penguin. He didn't do very much in the game, but he sure hit a lot of Blackhawks, five in total. He got two shots on net, good on him for that. Spent 12 minutes and 48 seconds taking the puck away once. But the rest of that ice time was full of nothing but hit after hit after hit after hit. Well done, man. If you're go- if the name of the game was how many hits can your team do to win a hockey game? He did it already. I give him the trophy now. That does it for the game pucks of the game. So we've done the dominant goalie performance. We've done the game summary. Scott, before we hear from any of the Maple Leafs that we have left to hear from, let's do a check-in with the games already in action. Off with a visit to Arizona. And not a lot happening, but... I'll bring you up to speed with what's been going on in the game, minus goals. Liam O'Brien getting called for holding the stick at 1 minute and 49 seconds into the game's first period. Arizona then gets another penalty for delay of game. Troy Stitcher, Stretcher. Sorry if I get the name pronunciation wrong for Troy. But he serves a penalty for delay of game at 11.46. Arizona again to the box in the second period with J.J. Moser flashing two minutes. 
And penalties so far in a scoreless third period. Liam O'Brien, back to the box you go. This time for slashing again. Well, another slashing call, but the first one for him. 325. At 423, finally, the Tampa Bay Lightning get called for a penalty. And it is Nikita Kucherov. He gets called for slashing. But go figure. Anaheim. Sorry, not Anaheim. Arizona forward J.J. Moser was called for slashing a period ago. And just like the delay of game penalty early in the first period to Arizona's Troy Stitcher, Stitcher, whatever you call him. Sorry if I pronounced his name wrong, but Mikhail Sergachev is getting called for delay of game. Puck over the glass at 8.36 in the period. They now have six minutes in total left on the clock, and yet we're still without a goal. Moving on to Edmonton. The Oilers trail the Red Wings 4-2 to two with goals by Larkin, Cedar. Nugent Hopkins has two for the Oilers. Therby has one for the Red Wings. And the latest goal scorer as we are through 12... Through 40 in Edmonton, the former Penguin, Ole Mata, Ole Mata has scored for the Red Wings, and it's now Red Wings 4, Oilers 2. To Minneapolis. And the goals scored so far. Pogliano won for the Avalanche. His ninth of the season. And that made it 1-0. After 20 minutes. Because that's all they wrote. In the second period. Dennis Mulgan. Former Leaf scores his fourth goal of the season to make it two zip. So let's just make sure that makes it 2 0. So 2 0. Avalanche over. the Minnesota Wild, but not before Joel Erickson E.K. 
scores. His 21st goal of the season, 21st goal of the season for Joel Erickson EK at 7.09 left in the period. 5.18 left in the game right now. In the game, well, actually 5.03, according to the shared screen, left in the game. Make that actually four minutes left in this game. Second period. To Anaheim we go. And the Ducks are tied with the Sabres. At two apiece. How did it get to this? Well, Tyson Jost scored first for the Buffalo Sabres. It is 1-0. Buffalo on his fifth goal of the season. Then Tage Thompson scores his 36th goal of the season, and it's 2-zip. Sabres so basically, it's 2-0, Sabres, over the Ducks. But then Kevin Shattenkirk says, okay, enough of that. And he makes it Sabres 2, Ducks 1. With his first goal of the season. Wow, so it's taken him this long to score his first goal of the season. And then Cam Fowler follows suit to tie it at two. Making it Ducks two, Sabres two. That's his eighth goal of the season. So we got an eighth goal of the season, first of the season for Kevin Shattenkirk. But either way, we are tied. And lastly, Rangers on top of the Canucks for the moment. Because things could change as we move into the final frame. We are at 7.53 left in this game. But how did this get to 4-3? Well, Curtis Lazar scores his third goal of the season for the Canucks to make it lead to make them lead sorry 1-0 over the New York Rangers but Mika Sabanajad says not so fast and he quickly ties it at 1 with his 28th goal of the season. And then Antemini, and then Antemi Panarin gets his taste of goals 
and makes it 2-1. Rangers are now ahead with his 17th goal of the season. Then JT Miller. We are tied 2-2. His 19th goal of the season on the power play. Panarin scores again. And again, it is now the Rangers ahead 3-2. And then 57 seconds in to the second period when it's Rangers 4, sorry, 3, Canucks 2, 50 seconds into the second period. It's Chris Kreider with his 22nd goal of the season. To make it 4-2 Rangers. And Connor Garland. Connor Garland says, we really have to get back in this game to get it back tied. So you know what? I'm going to get us closer. And he scores his 11th goal of the season to make it. Oh, scoring update. DeAndre Miller Unless it stays, DeAndre Miller, unless it stays, has scored his sixth goal of the season. And just like that, it's 5-3 Rangers. Wow. The Rangers must be working really hard. This just came across my phone zap, so... This could stand or it could not stand. Dab, 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 file. Lightning game, we need overtime. It's nothing, nothing. Priorities and lightning. All right. Time to keep it back on the leaves here. M. Hawk. So, Simmons. What are your thoughts on tonight's 5 2 win? Let's hear what you had to say. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was my first one at home, and, uh, Maddie made a nice pass, and I was just lucky enough to get it through a screen. So it was a uh, it was a cool feeling. Yeah, I think all the D work on that quite a bit after practice, and uh, we all try and get as many shots in as we can after after the drills are over. So uh, paid off. That looks like a heavy shot, guys. You know, I think I just took one hard shot when I got here, and they've, <laughs> they've all been sticking with that story. So now. I, 
feel like I have to prove it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was just nice to get one through. Yeah, they have elite sticks. Um, they always seem to come up with those 50-50 battles, and um, it's it's really nice when you're when you're that skilled to have the puck all the time. So um, they make great plays with it, but it's a lot about getting the puck back, and they do a great job of that. Your mindset is sort of waited for your, your next turn. Yeah, I think just stay patient. Obviously, we have a, a super strong team, and there's so many guys that can come in and, and do a, a good job in their role. So um, I was just trying to work on things I can improve on and um, still want to continue to do that even if I'm in the lineup. What were they looking for to improve on? Um, I think there's just so many areas. That I think I'm still so young. And, um, obviously, my defensive game is, is a big one. I think a lot of young defensemen seem to struggle with that when they come into the league. And um, just simplifying my game at times. Uh, moving pucks up to the floors, I think those are things I can always get better at. I know Rasmus is an eager shot here, but how much do you enjoy playing with him? How much is that Sault Ste. Marie chemistry? I mean, <laughs> what did I say? What a nice goal he scored tonight. Oh, yeah, he was he was feeling it tonight. Um, no, I think even if he wasn't here, I'd say the same thing. I love playing with Ras. Um, we've had great chemistry since day one in the Sioux, and um, it seems like we just are able to pick up where we left off whenever we play together. Um, just a highly intelligent defenseman, so it's been great. There he is. There's Connor Timmons. Scott, since we've run through most, most of, of our segment here, is there anything we want to do before we get to the look ahead and put a bow on it? Do you have any thoughts on some of the players that we've heard from or maybe something Sheldon Keefe said pregame that stood out to you? Not really, but I was scoring update because as we came back, um, Nathan McKinnon increased the lead for the Carl Avalanche heading into the third period, back by two. With his 18th goal of the season. And it's now 3-1. Avalanche over Wild. We are tied in Anaheim again. So here's to keep you up to date. Remember how I said Cam Fowler tied it up? In... The game after Kevin Shattenkirk got the Ducks on the board. Well, he got a goal to take the lead, his ninth of the season. And then just moments later, Peyton Kirk scores. And just like that, we're back to square one. We're at three, three, tie. Heading into the final moments of the middle frame. And we also know that it's 5-3. Rangers over the Canucks. And right now, the Rangers are on the power play. Not much happening in Arizona. 
but we are down to two minutes and six seconds remaining in overtime. Will we have a score? Will one game end 1-0? We'll see. Because this game so far for the Lightning and the Coyotes has been really, really competitive. Because through 60 minutes, we had nothing but saves, saves, saves. You wonder what the shot totals like. You do, you do, you do. This has been quite competitive. Let's hear from Rasmus Sundin, William Nylander, and the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keith. And Scott, as we hear from Rasmus Sundin, do you want to start putting a bow on this and bring out the Blackhawks? Look ahead. I will be glad to. So, I mean, I think it's because the Blackhawks are on the West Coast that we weren't able to hear from them. But that's okay. Coming up on their look ahead, as I look through it on my phone, they've got a matchup in the nation's capital of Canada against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. And then guess what? They're back to playing the Leafs in the Windy City at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. On Tuesday, 8.30 Eastern, they will battle the Vegas Golden Knights in the Windy City. And then they are on the road to wrap up February with Dallas the night after Vegas at 9.30. At 10 o'clock, they battle the San Jose Sharks in the tank, in the shark tank down in San Jose. And then after a night off on Sunday, back-to-backs to wrap up February with a 10 o'clock start against Anaheim in Anaheim and a 9 p.m. start in Arizona at 9 p.m. And just to cut into a little bit of the March schedule, they will have three home games to count four home games for them in March. Well, actually, I should say six, seven, actually. Seven home games for them 
but three to kick off March. And they're all at 8.30, 8 o'clock, and 9 o'clock. 8.30 against Dallas in the Windy City. 8 o'clock against Nashville, also in the Windy City. And in the Windy City, the Ottawa Senators are back in action at 9 o'clock, March 6th. for a battle with the Blackhawks. Let's bring you Rasmus Sandin, and then we'll wrap it up with Toronto. Now, obviously, Toronto is coming back to playing the Blackhawks in two days' time. Actually, I should say three days' time. No, not two days' time, I should say, because they get a breather and they play Ottawa on Friday, and then they get a breather on Saturday, and then they play Toronto again. So let's send you back to Thomas. Let's hear from Rasmus Sandin. And when we come back, we'll put a bow on this show. I'll give you some of my podcast news. And we will put, again, a bow on this show. Sandeed. You have the... Floor. Yeah, obviously, I mean, uh, we want to come out of those games with a win, as every other game. And, uh, I mean, I think we, we played pretty good today. Uh, we had a really good start, obviously, with Willie's goal there after, was it eight, nine seconds or something like that? So uh, that was really good for us. And then uh, there's still some things to clean up as every single game that we play. But um, overall, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good game that we came out with a win. Obviously, that's the most important thing. Awesome. Three weeks yeah, it didn't look like he was away for three weeks. Uh, I mean, just going against him in practice when he was wearing a red jersey or um, whatever collar on the jersey he was wearing, I mean, still the same Austin, I feel like. So uh, it's very impressive, but at the same time, not not too surprised neither. Um, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, if not the best. So I'm uh, very happy to have him back today, and uh, it's great to be out there with him. What do you see from Willie, right, especially recently? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, He's, uh feels like he's very hungry out there. He's working hard. He's um, back-checking, finally, uh, sometimes. But, uh, no, but he's great. I mean, we, uh, I mean, he's just playing really good hockey. And, uh, I mean, he's producing for us. He's, um, you know, he's really stepping up and being a leader in this team. And uh, I think uh, I think we all can see it. So, um, same thing with him. It's, it's a lot of fun to be out there with him. And, um, yeah, he had a good one today again. You saw, saw a little bit of the streak last week. you seen that before? That was a long time ago. I really saw that. I mean, I think someone said it was his first roughing penalty or something in his career. So, um, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's this morning, it's, uh, I mean, it shows emotions and, um, you know, how badly he wants to win. And uh, I think that's uh, that's a good sign. Yeah, it's something we've been talking about the whole season. Uh, try to get it through that. That first layer of bodies and 
um, you know, it's better to get the puck behind their guys and try to work from there. So uh, I think we've been doing a better job to, to get pucks through and, and get pucks to the net. So, and not only from D-man, it's also from the forwards. So uh, it's something we need to keep going and get even better at. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think he really thinks about that, but obviously it's great to have him here. I mean, he's a close family friend to us as well, so uh, it's great to have him here, but I don't think we really, really focus on that. I think he's just focusing on his game and uh, play as good as he can and help the team in every way he can. So, um, as I said, it was a lot of fun to be out there with him today. And with that being said, we'll take a break and come back to wrap up the show with the Toronto Maple Leafs look ahead. Hear from Nylander. Hear from Sheldon. It is the Maple Leafs post-game show, and we're back with you after this on the Sports for Beginners and on the ice and behind the benches podcast. We're back with you after this. Stay with us. The wrap-up is coming up next. Keep it here for more of Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs hockey. Back to the show after this quick commercial break as we continue to bring you Toronto Maple Leafs hockey on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. We'll be right back. It's a hockey night in your city. It is that time of the year again. It is October, hockey fans. And that means that you can expect some hockey content on the Sports for Beginners podcast. So you're a young hockey fan, but you don't know where to go or what to expect when you're at the arena? Well, we've got you covered. We'll have some good stuff for you on the podcast. So don't miss Sports for Beginners coming to you live with some great hockey content coming soon. Time to get back to the show on On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. This is Chicago Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leafs post-game show on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Let's get back into the studio. With your host, Thomas McGregor, and of course, Scott McGregor of the Sports for Beginners podcast. Your team response from Saturday, but also response after they tied it right after you guys went ahead early tonight. Yeah, I think, you know, what I liked is that, you know, anytime we made some mistakes or, you know, some things didn't go our way, we didn't let it snowball. We didn't let it um, get away on us. So, brought it back pretty good. So, all in all, I thought we did what we needed to do tonight. Which is David Potter Timmons gave him after, you know, pretty long stretch. Side yeah, I thought it was good. You know, great goal, moved the moves the pucks well. Uh, you know, I don't like the penalties, but I think you know, I thought I thought he did a good job. You know, like you said, for a guy that hasn't played or coming in, um, I thought he did a good job. I think, frankly speaking, it's it's a game we're not gonna we're not gonna evaluate too much in terms of anything good, anything bad. We're gonna watch it, move on, 
enjoy the day off tomorrow and get ready for Montreal. Is that just, uh, is it just because of the level of the opponent? Like, well, we got a team in here in a back-to-back, and it's, you know, it, it, it's a team that's, you know, a team, I, I think the game had much life to it, you know. And, yeah, so it's not, not what you, not what you come to expect, uh, you know, in, the, in terms of what it's like to play in the NHL. And, you know, there was a lot of emotion in the game today. It's, you know, so it, it's a game that we're happy to get through with two points. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good, especially early in the game. You know, like when we had to really gain control. But our top two, both the two lines, I thought when they were on the ice, I thought it was there was pretty big gap. Uh, the ice was tilted for sure. Um, and, and Austin, in particular, I thought had some real good jump early. You know, love ball. But he had some other good plays too. You know, I thought as the as the emotion of the game sort of. Um, in the second half of the game, I, you know, I thought everybody was just okay from there, but you're just trying to get out of it. Yeah, I thought he was good. You know, I, he, he was on the park, made some plays. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought he I thought he did a good job with that line. Like I said, though, we're not going to take too much away from this game, but, but uh, you know, certainly thought he brought some positive elements to the line, and, and that line was very good. You said that Austin, that I threw up that opening face-off play. What's it mean to the team when those guys are not with that type of purpose and yeah. right off the bat? We've been talking to our guys a lot, you know, about uh, taking charge. You know, like they, we've, a lot of these guys have been playing together for a long time now. They have a sense of what the structure is, and they know, you know, they know what they can do, and they get the information on face-offs, and, um, you know, but they have a lot of flexibility to call call the plays and get organized themselves and that's what you want you want, you want the players out there taking charge so they they have a sense they have a feel obviously that's the start of the game but when you're in the game you have a sense of your opponents you have a sense of the timing um you know they have a feel for things that coaches just can't we can't replicate that and you need to be able to take charge out there you watch any any experience and um championship caliber team you know, their 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 people are taking charge of different situations, uh, and that's what you love to see. Those guys take that initiative and execute. Sheldon Keith, everyone, we've heard from most of the players. We have one more person to hear from, but before that happens, we have some hockey updates from our final check-in, and before we do that. We talked about the Blackhawks schedule. So let's jump right into the Toronto Maple Leafs schedule. It begins with a matchup on Hockey Night in Canada featuring Canadian team Montreal versus Canadian team Toronto at 7 p.m. Catch it on CBC and, of course, Sportsnet. Then, it's back to square one. Just like you faced the Blackhawks tonight, it's to the Windy City for a 6 p.m. puck drop against 
tonight's opponent, the Blackhawks. And then it's DSN taking over Sportsnet for their next Molson Canadian Leafs hockey matchup at 7.30. It's the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. Then it's back home, 7 p.m. Friday versus the Wild. Speaking of the Wild, we'll talk about them a little more in a bit because I do believe they were playing tonight. But we'll talk about that a little more in a bit. Then it's Sunday action at, you guessed it, Climate Pledge Arena, where who be the opponent? But Seattle, Kraken, on Sunday. You know, it's tough to say Sunday because you feel like it's a football Sunday, but football season's over. Anywho, bringing in the march, we have road action continuing after Climate Pledge Arena, and the first matchup is 8 p.m. against none other than Connor McDavid. And the Edmonton Oilers. Puck drops at eight. It's nine o'clock action on Thursday night, March the second, as the Flames of Calgary welcome the Toronto Maple Leafs of Toronto. We get a little easy action on Saturday and Tuesday following Wednesday and Thursday. As Saturday, March 4th, it's a 7 p.m. puck drop against, you guessed it, the Vancouver Canucks. And a 7 p.m. puck drop against the New Jersey Devils. Connor McDavid makes his way to Toronto on Saturday, the 11th of March, 47 p.m. Puck drop. Uh, maybe revenge? Who knows? You never know until the Edmonton game at 8 on Wednesday, March 1st. Concludes. Anywho. Edmonton comes to Toronto on the 11th. Seven thirty action against, well, the Buffalo Sabres on Monday, 
the 13th of March. Then it's Nathan McKinnon versus Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 15th, Wednesday. Followed by a meeting with the Carolina Hurricanes at 7 p.m. on Friday before a meet at the nation's capital of Canada on Saturday for another battle of Ontario at 7 p.m. That is pretty much the look ahead coming into April. And now to finish off our show, Mr. William, take us to a conclusion of the players opening face up. You see. Uh, no, I think we just talked about it in the locker room and that was kind of what we we're going to try to do and it worked out. Uh, it's nice that it worked out like that. How did you know? Like, why did you want to go to that play? Uh, I think it was uh, Maddie's idea to uh, to draw that play up and yeah, I just saw that. Display. Usually it's not open. Uh, I mean, luckily he blew a tire there and gave me the gave me the space. So, but yeah, it was a nice play. Good pass by Mel. Yeah, it was a great response. And I think even in the game when we scored that uh, first goal and then they got that 1-1 goal and we came back. And after that, uh, they got that second goal. We kind of uh, shut it down for them. And I think that was uh, big by us. Yeah, like, like just as usual, like you didn't miss a, miss a beat. Looked really sharp. Looked sharp all season. But coming off the bye, really good ground running. Some guys were resting. But how much did you skate for your bye? Well, I think I skated twice during the during the week, uh, towards the end before the before we got back on again. So it was uh, it was nice to uh, get the legs going again. That normal for you, or like did you add that in? No, I tried to get a skate in uh, before uh, before we get uh, up and running again. So your dad at practice yesterday is it cool to have him in town? I don't know how many times he gets to games. Uh yeah, it's uh, always fun to have him in town. Um, they were here, or my family was here for a while during you know, Christmas and stuff. And yeah, I came back and watched my brother at the HL All Star game, and now he's here. So it's always fun to have him here. Who's going to be head on Yeah, you know, when I, I kind of waited, and I think I waited too much. It was lucky that it uh, slipped by his skate there in the post. So uh, yeah, it was lucky, lucky goal there. Yeah, obviously he's uh he's one of the best to ever play, so uh it's always special playing against him. Uh and uh I think it's just fun in general playing the Blackhawks. Like that trade is it hard to imagine him in a different spot than Blackhawks You know, it happens to uh to all the all the best players where uh I mean sometimes uh the organization's going through a different swing and and uh yeah, other teams could use him in the playoff push. So uh I think that's just normal. Just normal. All right. Uh, you mentioned in our chat that it's time for our final check-in. Mm -hmm. 
as we wrap up the show, we've done our look ahead. We've heard from the lead. There isn't any Blackhawks hosting media as of right now, probably because it's the West Coast team. We probably won't get any notifications until their next West Coast meeting or when next day happens. But to put a bow on the show, before we say our final thoughts and our sign-offs for both our shows, which will happen on the other side of a 60-minute word from Taking Our Look, the podcast, what is in the final action? Well, remember how I said it was a competitive game in Arizona? Well, the game has come to an end, finally, as the Coyotes defeat Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning 1-0 in a shootout. Yeah, so basically, through 60 minutes and extra and an extra couple of minutes, we don't have any scoring. It all happens in yeah, you guessed it, the shootout. So that game ends. in favor of the Coyotes. Oh, boy, do we have a good one in Edmonton. Remember how I mentioned that Ole Mata put the Red Wings ahead 4-2? Well, not anymore. Leon Dreisaitl scores on the power play. And just like that, it's Red Wings 4, Oilers 3, and then Derek Ryan, moments later, ties it up at 4. We're in for an interesting ride to the finish in the third period in Edmonton. It's Oilers 4, Red Wings 4. In Anaheim, in the third period, the Sabres lead 4-3. And who had that goal? Well, Peyton Curves tied it up at three. And then, before the second period ended, Casey Middlestat, ninth goal of the season. He puts the Sabres on top, 4-3, before the period ended. And that's where we sit 
with 14 minutes to go in the game. The Wild trail the Avalanche. As I mentioned earlier, they trail the Avalanche 3-1 with six minutes to go in the third. Nathan McKinnon, the difference right now with his 18th goal of the season. Which made it 3-1. Avalanche over Wild. And lastly, with 14 minutes to go in the third in Vancouver, it's Rangers 5. And now... Guess what? Well, actually, this is not really a change here, but it's Rangers 5, Canucks 3. Will the Canucks come back to win? Stay tuned to find out. Oh, my goodness. Scoring alert as we wrap this up. I think Alex Tuck might have put this game out of reach for the Anaheim Ducks. That's his 25th goal of the season. And it's now 5-3 Sabres. I think this one's in the book. But is it in the books for the wild? Hold all tickets. Boring update. Capriel Caprizov scores. And it's now 3-2. Oilers. Sorry, Avalanche, not Oilers. Oh, boy. We're in for a fun run to the finish. To finish us off before we bring out the... Before we bring out our sign-off, a quick note that you could see one of our next post-game shows for the, or post-game recaps, rather, for the Penguins' next two hockey games on On the Ice and Behind the Benches. As the Penguins will battle the New Jersey Devils on Saturday night at 5.30. And they will battle on Friday night the New York Islanders before battling the Islanders again on Monday, February 20th. Hey, we're getting down to it, Thomas. We're we're getting down to it. It's it's nearly March. I mean, yeah, there's still a little bit left of February to go, but we're getting down to it because spring training starts next week. 
next Saturday is when the Toronto Blue Jays will play their first game of the preseason of the spring training. And then they will also play on the 24th. Actually, the 24th, I think, sorry, the 26th, sorry, is when they will be playing their second game of spring training. But my goodness, we're getting down to it. Yes, we are. We'll take our sign-offs on our podcast feed, one at a time. But final thoughts on this game, Scott, before we take a 60-minute break. A 60-second break and hear from taking there to look to bring our show to a close with our sign-off. What would you describe this game in one word? I mean, if it was anything other than what the other games were, especially the game in Arizona, congratulations to them on a hard-fought win. Talk about emotional win. Actually, would be the better term. Um, congratulations to them on a win, a one-zero win. But if it was anything, uh, but if this game was anything other than that, I'd say it was competitive. But the Leafs got the last laugh in the end. So, again, congratulations to the Leafs. And with that being said, my words to my words to describe it, competitive, but the Leafs, in the end, got the last laugh. I wouldn't say the Leafs got the last laugh yet because we still have one more game with the Blackhawks. It's a two meeting. It's a two meeting game this season, so we'll see who gets the last laugh after the final meeting in the Windy City. My final thoughts on this game were competitive, interesting, entertaining at some point compared to the score. 5-2 final Leafs over Blackhawks. But if I could put it in one word to describe this, dominant would be my word. It was dominant from the very beginning. All right. On the other side of a 60-second break, and a word from taking their look. The podcast, Scott and I, will be wrapping up the show. This has been Sports for Beginners. And, and on, on the, the ice and behind the benches, post game show, and Scott. This has been Maple Leafs post-game on, again, as Thomas mentioned, the Sports for Beginners podcast feed and also 
on the ice and behind the benches. As we go to our 60-second break, before we close out for good, I want to thank everybody for joining us on this show. I also want to thank On the Ice and Behind the Benches for providing us with the post-game show that we will bring to you on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. A couple of things to note before we sign off and go to our break for Sports for Beginners. Penguins post-recap. Sharks and Penguins. Round two in the Shark Tank. Drops ahead of Islanders and Pens on Friday night. And it will drop three hours before they drop the puck in Long Island. Also dropping Friday, the Raptors may have beaten the Magic, but now we may want to hit the reset button And while we're resetting, as we go into the All-Star break, you can hear Thomas's thoughts and the Raptors and Magic thoughts at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sports for Beginners for Raptors Post Recap. As the Raptors once again defeated. Yes, they defeated the Orlando Magic 123 113 in Toronto, Ontario last night. Thomas brings you the thoughts of that game. At 6 p.m. tomorrow, I should say today as we have just hit, oh, sorry, on Friday night at 6 p.m. on Sports for Beginners, you will be able to see that. So make sure that you're subscribed. Raptors fans would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. And after this 60-second break, Thomas and I wrap this one up. It's the take another look, 60 second break. And we are wrapping up the show after this 60 second break. Take another look with Felix and Melanie Fadio Longo. Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone wants to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connection. And that is the show for On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. This has been Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on On the Ice and Behind the Benches. 
thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much to Scott McGregor and you, the Sports for Beginners listeners, listening to Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey on both podcasting platforms. We're about to hightail into the night. But until the next Toronto Maple Leafs postgame show on On the Ice and Mind the Benches, out of the many postgame shows to come next season and this season that are in process of being brought out to you, I am Thomas McGregor saying that until next time, Toronto Maple Leafs fans, we will talk to you after the next. Toronto Maple Leafs game. Have fun. And remember to say, let's go Leafs. Or go Leafs go. On your next visit. For Toronto Maple Leafs game. At Scotiabank Arena. I'll see you around. On the On the Ice and Mind Defensive podcast. But until then. I'm reminding you on this podcast that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. And also that nobody gets icing on this podcast. Check you later.